couple shots before we get started with the podcast. Okay. You are listening to Black and Behind the Scenes. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. And thank you for tuning in to Black and Behind the Scenes. Yay! Yay, and we're back, guys. Back from summer break. <laughs> yeah, how was your summer, Antoinette? Um, honestly, it was pretty boring. Um, <laughs> it was a very boring summer. Um, yeah, so, but uh, a lot of good things, family events, nephew going off to college, sister Aww. getting married, okay. so a lot of monumental family Things happen, but um, for the most part, my personal summer sucked. How about you? <laughs> you know what? It did not suck, but it was uneventful. Um, okay. You know, nothing major happened. Just kind of chill big time. In fact, I probably chilled too much, um, <laughs> as evident by my growing waistline from the summer. So, um, yeah, I just really chilled, and that was that. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Um, we saw some great movies, some great content mm-hmm, this That's summer. for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. We mm-hmm. did do, um, had some great events that happened in the city and around, and I was introduced to a lot of new web series. I've been on YouTube a lot lately. I don't know about you, how you, you've been- Yeah, I have been. Scouring the internet for content. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have um, caught a couple of good web series and stuff, so we should just jump right on in it and, and yeah. talk about our summer- rewind of what we um watched this summer absolutely so let's start where we kind of left off um with love is yeah love is so let's jump right into that guys um i hope everyone i'm pretty sure everyone saw the series and uh from the beginning to the end um and just the overall arc of the story and just you know what's so funny about this particular series is that every time i watch a new episode i got butterflies in my stomach Really? Seriously, because it's kind of like, you know, you know they end up together at the end because clearly they're still married. However, it's just that newness of a relationship. The, which is always fun. Yeah, it's and like exciting. the best part. Yeah, but you know what? So, okay, that's funny that you say, say that because I felt like um, the show is too romanticized. Okay, I can see that. It's I can see too, that. Um, fairy tale for me. Because mm-hmm. it's so perfect, right? Well, no, it's not perfect. It's just, I don't know. It's, it, <laughs> like I said, I just felt like it was too romanticized okay. and, and everything just seemed, um, glittery. Right. Although the issues that they were dealing with were not glittery yeah, at all. Yeah, as the episodes progressed, yeah, it right, kind of right, got right. Some deep, deep into some real relationship stuff. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, but I mean... I guess it's just hard because how many people you know automatically have that connection like that from day one? Yeah. And or it's just that, um, you know, chemistry, that magnetism that's always going to bring you to that person. It's just something that we rarely experience. It, experience. So when you see it, it's kind of like, eh, that's fake. That ain't real. Well, see, you know? the, so the thing that I get with that, I understand where you're coming from with that. But I think if we were honest with each other about our feelings and in relationships, I feel that people mask a lot of things. Mm. And they're not being their authentic selves a lot of times. So you honestly probably do feel those feelings for someone or have them, but you're not going to show your, your hands. Okay, and I think that's what what happened. I think they just honestly just put it out there. Yeah, I mean, 
the music, the whole, I mean, every time they have some type of romantic thing, there's that love, like fairy music going I on. Love it. And then it's all shot all well lit <laughs> yeah. and, and angelic yeah. and mm-hmm. very romantic. <laughs> so, um, no, it's cool. I'm not, I'm, and then this may be something that's uh, a little controversial for me to say. I'm not too much in love with the characters. I'm not really a big fan of Nuri. Um, Yasir, I feel like he's too, uh, I don't know, he's too something for me. Oh, wow. But I think, <laughs> I mean, that's just the characters, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I think the actors are playing themselves or the characters really well uh-huh. is now is no um quip on them it's just yeah like you see is too much for me sometimes what? i love you like that whole episode where you know she um got her uh script and they were shooting it and mm-hmm. he, he was at the door like he made that all about him like he's too much into like i don't know he may be too dominant for me i don't know he's very dominant he is I personally love that. <laughs> I okay. like a man that knows what he wants and yeah. how he wants it and is very direct. I love that. Yeah. I'd rather you be direct than you beat around the bush about with anything. So okay. <clears throat> I love that about his character. Like I absolutely am in love with his character. And then um uh what's God, her name just slipped my mind. Um our girl, what's what's our girl, the main character? Nuri. Nuri. Yeah, she was sweet. I mean, I wish I was Nuri. You know what I'm saying? Like working in a, you know, that kind of environment and, and script writing and television. It's just really exciting. I don't know. To be, you know, in the 90s and doing, I just thought it was really dope. I just loved it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. I like it. It's mm-hmm. been renewed for season two. It has. It yep. has. Uh, I'm very excited to see Kadeem Hardison back on yeah. the small screen. Mm-hmm. I love his character. So, yeah. We yeah. we like Love Is Yeah, overall. Love Is, yeah, solid. It's okay. a solid rewatch, again, for season two. It is. And sad. I know yeah, a lot follow. of people who are in love with it. Yeah, absolutely. Black love is always beautiful. It is. Okay. So, <laughs> let's move on. What else did you see? Um, Black Klansman. That was one of the big movies that I saw this summer. And you know what? I do not go see it. No! Oh, oh, it's okay. I totally get it. It's fine. But you do have to check it out, though. Okay. Um. So basically, this is directed by Spike Lee. Everyone knows. And it was based off the book by um Ron Starworth, <laughs> starring John Davids um, Washington and Adam Driver. Okay. Um. It was pretty good. It's just basically about a black police officer who was the first black man um, in Colorado to be hired in their police department. And he infiltrates the Ku Klux Klan, basically, um, as a white supremacist. And it's based off a true story. It's based off of a true story, yes. Okay. Um, it's just a really dope... It's really interesting to see. I don't want to give it away if anybody hasn't seen it yet, but it's just a really cool story. You do laugh. You do want to cry in the movie. There's a lot of emotion. I heard some people walked out. Really? It, yeah, in some movie theaters, from one some of the reviews, I mean, not that it was a it was bad. It's just that I think some of the topics when they got to a particular scene, um, it was really race driven that people just couldn't stomach it, 
And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, um, the movie is Black Klansman. You know, and, <laughs> and it's Spike Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Come and on. I'm just like, this is just some real stuff that actually happens, or these are conversations that people actually have. Okay. So, I mean, it is what it is. Okay. So, yeah. So, was it very, um, you know, Spike Lee has his own style. Oh, yeah. He knows what, Spike it, Lee it was, has to throw in that, okay. um, yeah, that pan at the end or that pan of. Uh, the characters where they're sitting in one particular yes. yeah spot, and then it's just like they come forward towards this yeah, yeah that that's that there. moving I mean, dolly yeah. shot yeah you yeah, know so the, the, the classic spike. the classic Spike Lee is okay. in there so um the essence of that is there it's just it was really it's a really great story with some great new um actors in there that I haven't seen before um it was just really cool overall I loved it okay yeah. and how did John David Washington do. He did great. See, I know him from Ballers. So that's okay. how I was introduced to his character mm-hmm. or him as an actor. Um, and if anybody who doesn't know, this is Denzel Washington's son. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really, I thought he did a great job. Okay. For one of his leading roles that he's um, starred in. Yeah. And what I thought was extremely funny is that Hoda from, I think it's um, Good Morning America. Is no, Hoda's on the Today Show. No, she she does one of those. She's not on Good Morning. Good Morning. America. Okay, so maybe it's the Today Show. One. Maybe it's Today Show. What was funny is that she was doing. I saw over the summer she was doing an interview with Spike Lee and then um, John, and she asked them. This is a, this is Hoda. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna <laughs> say that. All right. <laughs> and so she asked them, "Well, how do you guys know each other?" Hoda. And I'm Hoda. like, "Are you freaking kidding me? Are you serious right now?" And so, <laughs> I just wanted to throw something at the screen. Did she have a glass of wine? Because you know they be getting drunk on her show. Oh, maybe. Maybe you know, that's what's going with on. With Kathy Lee. Be- because I, I thought that was hilarious. And then Spike Lee really, he said, I've known this man before he was even born. Right. Like, like, like since he I, was a little boy. Yeah, I'm pretty like, sure um, John was on the set of, yeah. of many of Spike's. He was in Malcolm X. He was one of the first kids that stood up and said, I am Malcolm X at the end. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so... Cute. Yeah, it's just like, come on, girl, do your research before you come in and do an interview with these people. Like, okay. come on, it's fr- come on, seriously. Right, so, but yeah, so, but it is a good seat. Go, please go watch it. I'm sure it'll be picked up soon on um, network television and things like that for you guys to watch if you haven't gone to the theaters. But it's still in theaters, so please go out and support and go see Black Klansmen. All right. So, what else did we see this summer? We saw. Did you go see? Sorry to bother you. No, I didn't. <laughs> I did not. Um, yeah, no. So you'll have to let me know about that movie. <laughs> yeah. So sorry to bother you. Hmm. It's a. Uh, it was a very interesting movie. So the movie is written and directed by Boots Riley. And if I'm not mistaken, he had um, some words about Black Klansmen and Spike Lee, which I'm not sure. um, (laughs) I I don't want to touch on that because I didn't see the movie and I don't really know what he said, but I know he was a critic of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But Boots Riley, so this was his directorial debut. Mm -hmm. um, And he wrote this movie. Okay, so a little bit background on Boots Riley. He claims to be a um, rapper, a musician, an activist, a writer. Okay. Um, this was his first screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, Overall artist. Okay, over, I get it. Just oh, renaissance man, mm-hmm. right? Um, he said that this role was inspired by his role, or this movie was inspired, I'm sorry, by his role as a telemarketer. Okay. So the movie is basically about um, the main character is Cassius, which is played by Lakeith Stanfield. We love Lakeith. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, we do. Very talented actor. 
Um, Lakeith gets a job at a telemarketing firm and he basically adopts this um, quote unquote white voice. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, when he's on the on the telephone to move up within the company. Um and the company sells um how do, how do I say it? Basically they're selling slave labor. What I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, on the surface of it, there's oh. a lot of issues Ooh. there. <laughs> but then it gets a little crazy. And I don't wanna spoil it too much, but um yeah, it gets a little crazy. And if anybody has seen Sorry to Bother You, please write us at blackandbehindthescenes at gmail.com because I want I want to know what you thought about the movie overall. Oh, girl, I you're going to make me have to go out see it, it was, I thought it was really good. And creatively, I thought it was good. There's a lot of great actors in there. We have, you know, like I said, Lakeith Stanfield. Tessa Thompson, Omari Hardwick. Oh, Omari, yeah. Tessa, Danny, Danny Glover, Glover yeah. Stephen Young. Um, and those who are not familiar with Stephen Young, he plays um or played Glenn. Oh, on loved Dead. Glenn. Yes. So, great cast. A lot of great cast in a lot, a lot of great cast members in it. But uh yeah, I don't know, y'all. But I liked it overall. I know okay. some people who thought it was a little too weird. Um, Forrest Whitaker. Weird is good. I like a little weird. We're going to get into that later, but yeah, yeah, weird yeah we're going to get into some little weird, <laughs> a little, things, weird. little weird things. Um, Forrest Whitaker was one of the producers of the film. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. I like this so much that I would be interested, and I am excited to see more Boys work from Booz Riley. Okay, I think very he has cool. an interesting perspective. Fresh, new. Um, it is nice. And Always love something that. that satirical. Um, has some deep issues. Mm. so go that, see yeah. Sorry to Bother You an independent film um, new brother coming out here trying to provide y'all with some content I don't know if it's still in theaters but um, I think it is because I was actually going to go see it um, this weekend but I, the rain just had me in the house and okay. I was watching the power power just power everything power 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 binge. power power everything <laughs> so but yeah no I'm going to go check that out I, I've been, I wanted to go see it but I don't uh, I forgot yeah whatever I'm mm. going to go see it <laughs> okay yeah yeah definitely go see Sorry to Bother You I think Sorry to Bother You and Black Klansman were kind of the two big yeah. black films, films that came summer. out this summer mm-hmm. that people were really excited to go see so I'm glad that I saw one and you saw one so we, we, did. we, we yeah. got it we got that we cover. got it in mm-hmm. we got it in <laughs> so what else what else um, so some summer web series. Um, I know you mentioned it earlier, but what were some that you, uh, that you checked out this summer? How'd you come upon them? Yeah. So I'm not sure Instagram is how I probably came upon this web series, but it's called wash and, hmm. um, it's about a young man, um, who's coming to terms with turning 30 and, um, that's something that Fun. we can all relate to, oh. you know, just dealing with, you know, the perspective of your body changing, looking at your finances, looking oh, into your relationship, Oof. thinking more about your future. Mm. Um, it's very funny. <laughs> I really like it. It's nice. created by Jared Couch. Okay. Um, and it's based in Dallas. So I had to represent and watch that because oh, y'all I know, know right. I'm from the funk, <laughs> from funky town, Fort Worth, Texas. And so, um, it had a lot of, um, references to to Dallas, like Deep Ellum, Club Blue, uh, which I used to go to all the time when I was living back in Fort Worth. So um, I really like the characters. I like the show. Check out Washed on YouTube. 
Um, oh, again, okay. created by Jared Couch. I thought it was funny. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love, I love like personal kind of um, things that I could relate to. Yeah, yeah, Series. yeah. That whole thing about turning thirty is real. Yeah, girl. <laughs> it, it's a real thing. You know, and, and what's funny is that there was movies. Um, there have been movies based around being thirty or turning thirty years old. Um, I think one of them, um, Tracy Morgan was in it. It was a while ago, but um, I can't think of the, the name of it right now. But um, it, it was like based off. It was a group of friends who and they were all returning thirty. Yes. Some were getting married. You remember that mm-hmm. movie? It was back in the day. Um, some of them were getting married. Some of them. Weren't. It was just a lot that that goes on in your thirties that happens. It's just like a whole nother new life. Yeah, it's like you go through a quarter life crisis, mm-hmm. and this show or this series really um, goes about it in a, a very comedic way, which I like. So nice. check it out, oh, y'all. Yes, have to. What about you? Um, so I haven't really checked out any web series, but I've mostly been on YouTube doing gossip websites and things like that for whatever reason. I don't know why. It's just been entertaining me and taking me. No, you know what? I know why. I need a break. I've been studying all summer for my CTS exam. And so when I need a break, I just want to think of nothing. I right. want to think of mush, okay? Yeah. And just I relax. Feel I feel you. So some, one person I've been checking out a lot is Unwind with Tasha K. She's on YouTube and she does like a lot of um, commentary on pop culture and black events that's going on. Um, and another one is... Um, what is the other young lady's name? I can't think of it now, but... um. Yeah, but Unwind with Tasha K is the one that I've been watching the most. And Impressive is another channel that I've been watching. And they kind of just break down celebrity news. And the reason why I like these two um, platforms is because they're black women who are just bringing the news kind of like an E in a sense. But it's basically all about black content, all about, um, you know, stars and musicians. A lot with the Impressive channel, what she does is that she um, breaks down kind of like a, um, a true life Hollywood story, but she does it with artists that you may not, that they don't, or they may not do it on TV One or E Network, like A Marie. She does a story on her, like what oh, happened to her career. Yeah, Keisha she is Cole. unsung. Yeah, she is unsung. Like there are, there are a lot of artists like that. So she does it on her. She's done one on Lauryn Hill, just giving people the backstory and the history of these artists that no one really pays attention to in a sense nowadays. Okay. So it's really good. So if you guys have a chance, go ahead and check those people out. They're really, it's really great content. They know what they're doing and I just love watching them grow. Okay. Um, any other web series or any other things that you watch outside of digital space that anyone so something else that we went um that we saw this summer that we got to participate in this summer um speaking of uh web series was the dc film festival yeah it was cool i, I loved um the dc film black film festival mm-hmm. um this was it's in the second year okay um last year i volunteered and this year i volunteered as well with the dc black film festival it's small but it has the potential to grow into something phenomenal because um, this is one of the first of its kind. We there are several film festivals in mm-hmm. DC, but this is the first DC Black Film Festival. Yeah, which you think will already be in the works, so we were already have in the DMV area, but we don't. So mm, that's why right. I'm really excited about the DC Black Film Festival and the work that the director Kevin Sampson is doing. He's really um a champion for Black content and really pushing that out and. Um, content that's not mainstream. Yeah, um, that's the beauty of and, it. And highlighting not only just um, 
filmmakers, writers, actors, directors, you name it, who are from the diaspora, Mm -hmm. but um, also those who make film about black people or black issues or about race or Mm -hmm. what have you. Um, Because not all of the directors and filmmakers that were in the festival were black. No. But the issues surrounding every film that was shown was definitely um, had a black presence. So the DC Film Festival, the DC Black Film Festival, we had a great time there. What did you see interesting that you liked? Um, okay, so one of the uh, series that I saw that I just loved and couldn't stop laughing um, was Barely Adults. And this is a web series. And um, it is based on the 2008 recession. If anyone remembers um, that time if you graduated, I myself, I do remember around that time graduating college and not being able to find work and it, it's a mess. So basically the character, the main uh, character, Paige Anderson, um, played by Amber, uh, Amber Avant. She's a postgraduate trying to make it into the broadcasting industry. And it's basically a story of her and her friend, Vanessa Rodriguez. Um, trying to grow up in New York City and what we call adulting now um, in today's new day and age of that. Um, but this, again, like I said, it takes place in 2008 and it's just trying to balance and pretty much what anyone in their 20s go through. You know, you graduate college, you have loans, you're trying to find a job, you're trying to get your um, your own place and have stability there and you're just trying to figure it out. And that's what your 20s are it's just a period of figuring things out yeah and um barely adults won um an award there at the dc black film festival for the best web series so definitely go check that out on youtube barely adults directed and created written by christine sanders Mm -hmm. what else did we like at the dc black film festival um another film that stood out to me was united skates um and this was by diane wilkerson Oh, Wink, what is Winkers? (laughs) And Tina Brown. And it's a, it's the history about current, the current state of the roller skating rink. Now, what I didn't realize is that how embedded roller skating is within the black community. Hmm. I honestly didn't, I mean, I grew up as a child and I did go to the roller skating rink. That's what me and my friends just automatically did. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize the history behind it and Mm -hmm. um, the struggles that are currently happening in, in other urban communities with the roller skating rink and how it's actually a safe haven for a lot of people to go to to kind of unwind a stress reliever um to go see friends to hang out and how people are basically not going to the skating rinks anymore or they're closing them down because they don't want to attract a certain crowd um Mm. to these locations so it's Mm. it's really interesting It's it's a very long documentary about it but it has a lot of um a lot of history a lot of great information and this is stuff that takes place throughout the whole United States. I had honestly no idea um, how big this was and what this, how big this culture is. And I've seen it in music videos. People, you know, throw in rose game rings, this, then a third. But I just didn't really, really realize how embedded it was. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So United Skates. Yes, United Skates. It's a very popular um, documentary circulating around film festivals. It's not out available for people to view like on other platforms because it's still doing this festival um, circuit. Right. But um, I'll be looking for that too. Um, 
come out okay. soon. Yeah, definitely check it out. And um, I would say follow them on Instagram and check out their website also and just follow them to see when you can watch this film because it's great. Um, and it's, it's going to make you want to skate after you watch it because <laughs> I definitely did the same thing. I went roller skating the next day. Okay. <laughs> so we had a great time at the DC Black Film Festival. Yeah. We met a lot of filmmakers, mm-hmm. actors. Yes. Um, great content that's being pushed out. Amazing um, content. Very creative. Um, and that's what I like about the DC Black Film Festival, that it shows so much creativity. Um, there was animation. There was things about sci-fi. Yeah. It's like, we can have other genres, other types of work. Right. That's not necessarily the... Um, what we see all the time on TV. We Absolutely. don't have to see um, ghetto hip-hop and, right. and love and hip-hop. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. If you are a fan of love and hip-hop, you know, fine. But there are other great contents out here that right. film festivals, um, like the DC Black Film Festival, really push out. And Absolutely. one of the goals for us at here at Black and Behind the Scene is to expose you to um new talent absolutely new projects mm-hmm. that go beyond the scope of um what it means to be black mm-hmm. and just sharing all that that has to deal with the black diaspora right absolutely. so um we love it and we're excited to attend more film festivals in the future yeah absolutely and i just want to piggyback off what you just said is that just to wrap this up is i found it extremely refreshing to sit down and watch what an hour worth of content and it was positive. Positive, yep. And it, it was short films or maybe one. It was like a long movie at one after one um, break. But I just really thought that was amazing. It felt really good just to watch us on the screen. Just like to see reflections of ourselves or our stories. And just being able to sit through positive, you know, positive um, reinforcements. Or just certain stories that people are not telling on the mainstream, you know, television, things like that. Um, and just different. And it's good. It's good. It's good content. Because we do have, you know, some places where they stream, you know, our stuff. But it's not always the best content, it's I good would say. T- it's good content. Content. And it's also done very well. Yeah. It's, it's shot well. It's yes, written well. Um, yes. And so it's very worth, creative. Worth watching. It is. So, guys, next summer, um, definitely we'll, we'll try to um, get as many people out into the theater for the DC um, Black Film Festival. You have to come out. Bring your family. Bring your friends. It's a great place to... Um, it's just a couple of days. It's not It's not like a whole week. But it's, it's an amazing time to come just to watch some films of some local artists and artists in the, in the area. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. All right. Well, that wraps up that segment. Mm-hmm. What else do we want to talk about on the summer rewind? Oh, things that happened this summer that we're looking um, forward to. That is it. That is it for the summer rewind, okay. guys. That's that was our summer in a, in a little rewind. <laughs> so okay. Well, before we go that, so go on to the next part. Um, other shows that we watched that we didn't highlight. Um completely of course we're watching queen sugar yes um Mm -hmm. we're watching power oh yes (laughs) (laughs) absolutely uh pose did you catch Pose on FX? I have not, but um, I will catch up on Pose because I've heard great things about it, and it's been renewed for a second season. So and is it it should be Pose? Let me tell y'all, Pose was a great show. One of my favorites to watch this summer. Um, if you're not aware about uh, what Pose is about, it's about the um ballroom scene in the New York um LBGT community. Mm-hmm. 
is the only show in history that has had the most transgender actors. All of the main okay. characters are um, transgender, and nice. It's just great. It's great work. I you know. I bet it is because I'm glad that they're able to highlight this community for the essence of what it actually is, and mm-hmm. I think that's the the beauty of this particular series. That, that what I've heard of positive things about it is that it's true to the actual essence of the scene of how it came about yeah. and the the history of it, yeah. and the fact that they are able to keep it within their community and tell their story is just amazing, and that's the purpose of having a diverse, you know aspect or a diverse lens when you're telling stories or the actual people who have been through these things is that it keeps the the truth and the real the truth and the realness of the story alive and it's not you know made up or just something they people perceive it to be something else or someone else's thoughts and things like that so it's great that they were able to really have their own save with this particular series. Yeah, I mean, even though it's created by Ryan Murphy, um, it's about, you know, the characters are black and brown. Right. And I, I think they had a lot of influence on the show itself. I believe they've had a lot of creative input on it and um, the storytelling of it. So check out Pose. Binge. It, the season is complete. Um, but yeah, we love Pose. Like we said, Power, mm-hmm. Queen Power. Sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, the summer has some interesting content. Insecure mm-hmm. is back on. Yeah, Insecure is back on. It's been renewed for another season. It has. Already. Is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not surprising. Not surprising. We'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. So, uh, yeah. So, that, that, a lot of great content this summer. Mm-hmm. A lot of great content. Alright. And now it's time for Spotlight. <laughs> And we're spotlighting um, Kenya Barris, who is the creator and executive producer of Blackish. Um, it's a really big news coming out, guys. You may have already heard, but we're just going to reiterate what happened. He just signed in the hundred, one hundred, one hundred million dollar Netflix deal. Wow. Yeah. Get them coins. Yeah. Get them Netflix coins. Yeah. I don't know what Netflix is doing and where they're getting this capital from, but they're, they are dishing it out and to the right people, I would say. And they're pushing out a lot of original content. So, oh, yeah. So what is Kenya doing for uh, Netflix? Okay. So it's a three-year deal in which he will produce series exclusively for Netflix. Mm. Um, and this is similar to the deal that Shonda Rhimes currently has and Ryan Murphy. So, guys, you're really going to get some great content coming out of Netflix over the next year. Um, I mean, for the next few years, um, if they keep this up the way they're going. Um, they're doing all the right things. But the thing that pushed this, I believe, this deal to happen is that, I don't know if you guys remember, but when Blackish was on, well, it still is on, but um, last season there was an episode that ABC decided not to air of Blackish and the episode was surrounded by the controversy of the kneeling during the the NFL and the athletes kneeling. Mm. So that's what the episode was surrounded by and ABC decided to pull that episode. Mm-hmm. And Kenya did not want this to happen and that him and ABC went back and forth back and forth about it. So because they couldn't come to an agreement about this particular episode, ABC decided not to air it. So that's the issue that a lot of creators are currently having with a lot of these networks is that 
they hold back their creative content or their creative lens because of advertising issues or whatever issues the network has with this particular episode. This also happened with Jared Carmichael with the Carmichael show mm. um, where he had creative differences with the network. And so he decided to cancel his show altogether. Like mm-hmm. he just stopped doing mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but luckily with this situation, he was able to leave and go with Netflix and have this million dollar deal with them to create content. So, um yeah i mean that's that's cool because like you said there's always been a battle between the creatives and the network execs Mm -hmm. of um how far you can push the boundaries yeah um on on network television right um and it's great that we now have platforms like netflix Mm -hmm. that artists can go and show their work right in uh, in other places right and they don't have to relegate their creativity to a network standard a network formula so that 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 really is interesting so does the um abc air football the football games on the nfl girl i I don't know i mean i'm not really into the football thing (laughs) um i don't know um but whatever it is they i don't know yeah i mean that whole kneeling um, and the athletes and the American anthem is so controversial. It, it yeah. really shouldn't be. Um, no, <laughs> it, it really that's a whole nother conversation. A whole nother conversation. It really shouldn't be. But that, yeah, that it big really of a deal. no. And I could see a lot of um, networks saying, "Hey, we don't want to dip our toe in this at all." I get yeah. it, but I mean, you have to. I mean, when you don't stand for something, or it just make what? What is that really saying? That's true, and and I also find it interesting because I feel like Blackish pushes the envelope oh, on yeah. a lot of issues. They do that people don't necessarily talk about, or that you wouldn't um, necessarily expect to be on um, network television. That's very true. Um, when they opened up last season. With that whole um, slavery, it seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> interesting that this was the topic that they couldn't uh, agree on creatively. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh. when you've already had other interesting things that was kind of like, woo. Oh, but yeah, kneeling in the American. <laughs> so, uh, I can't I, finish it. Yeah, and, and that episode will never be shown. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part. We will never see it unless, we'll see yeah, it. unless again, if a Netflix picks it up and puts it on, it'll be on there probably if they allow it. Uh, we'll no, see. No, it will never be shown. I no? mean, because even though Blackish is on ABC, is still they own the rights to it. I yeah, think, for, so yeah, we see, we're gonna see. We can that's just true. only assume okay. what was in the episode. That's true. I um, forgot about that. Okay. Well, yeah, we're excited to see what Kenya. He has a great lens, mm-hmm. great writer. Um, and shout out to black people getting these million dollar deals. Right. Um, yeah. On Netflix. Really? I mean, it's amazing. It's like never, this has never happened before, but, um, and to, to this magnitude. Okay. And so it's great to see. Still going to be producing, um, blackish on ABC, still doing grownish. Yep. And then working on other things. Yeah. He's no longer the showrunner for Blackish. And oh, really? Yeah. I mean, and a showrunner for people who don't know is the person who controls the overall creative authority and management um, and responsibilities for that particular program. So he's no longer the showrunner for Blackish, but he is still the executive producer on Blackish and Grownish. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, yeah.
wonderful. So, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> um, and next up, guys, um, is spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, spoiler alert. Um, Dive into this, okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> the spoiler alert that I want to talk about, I'm only going to talk about one particular um, program th- today mm-hmm. because I find it so interesting. Very interesting. Um, is Random Acts of Flyness on Oof. HBO. <laughs> have you seen it? You've been watching it? Girl, have I? Yeah. So, Random Acts <laughs> of Flyness is um, a program on D- on um, a series on HBO. Mm-hmm. There's about seven episodes currently. Right. Comes on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. At, at midnight. At midnight. Midnight. That should tell you something. Friday at midnight. Mm. Um, it's only telling us that we gotta wait out the uh what's that show that comes on? The with the guy. Which one? Oh, on HBO? Yes, on HBO he comes on Friday. Bill Maher. Oh comes yeah. on Bill Maher. Okay. So that's the only reason why it's on that late. But Random Ass of Flyness is written, directed, produced by Terrence Nance. Um, a brilliant mind, might I say. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. very brilliant mind. Um, so this is interesting enough, Terrence's um, directorial debut mm-hmm. um, on a major platform yeah. such as HBO. Right. So it's described as a late night sketch comedy show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fluid, mind-melting, stream of consciousness that's a response to the contemporary American mediascape. Those are not my words. That is the words <laughs> yeah. that I used to describe the show. Yeah. And if that sounded like a whole bunch of what? It's because the show is like, oh, what? Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It, it really is going to have you think that you really need to come prepared for this show because it's extremely thought provoking. Okay. Yes. So each episode features interconnected vignettes that makes the series a unique mix of like documentary, musical performance, yes. um, animation. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. On. And it's beautiful. Um, and it's not, hmm. Okay, so some of the topics have been about police brutality. Yes. Homosexuality mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the black community. Yeah. Um, cat calling. Yes. Um, the independence of a woman's body. Mm-hmm. Sexual assault and molestation mm-hmm. in the black within the black family. Yeah. Which when I saw that episode, I was like, Wow, yeah, we're going there because oh, that's yeah. something that we don't talk about is molestation within our own family. Yeah. So that was that was a interesting topic. Yeah. Um, but like I said, all of the vignettes are connected, and it's not just like a one stream of thought. It jumps. It does. It jumps. To it me, does. it's kind of like sensory overload. It and is. You have to watch it multiple times because yes. it's like you not what? you're not going to get it the first time. Yeah, you can. This is not a program that you can watch and do something else. No, you have to sit down and visually and actively be engaged into this program because yeah. it's a lot going on. Definitely, it's almost too avant garde for some people. Yeah, um, but it's a critical success. People are loving it. They better because I I've never seen anything like this on television before. Like this is something I think this show is ahead of its time. 
And it, the great thing about it is like, I think it's going to be kind of the wave of what the future of television will be because the vignettes are about 10 minutes or less. It's not very long and it tells you a story in such a short amount of time, but it gives you so much information. And I love the fact how he has historical facts and he, he pulls back to archival footage and brings it back to current day issues. And it's, it's really dope guys. Like you really have got to check this out. Like it's, it's really good. Yeah. And there's no formula. Like no. there is no, um, like, every episode is literally different. Mm-hmm. It is. And it, and it sells... Like, the one thing that I saw throughout um, the... Um, Terrence, he, he's actually in the episodes. He plays in the episodes yes. himself. Yes. So, he is there. Um, and you see him throughout each episode. Norm- uh, like, most, yeah, most of the time throughout all the episodes. I believe he's in every one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's really good. So he is like the common thread throughout each episode that you do see. So it, it's really, really great, guys. You have got to check it out. Yeah. So Terrence, he's, um, has a very interesting perspective. Yeah. Very interesting lens. Um, we're excited to see more work from him. Mm-hmm. He is a, an American musician and film director, black guy from Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, study at NYU mm-hmm. and uh yeah go check out just do give it two episodes yeah give random acts of flyness two episodes which episodes would you suggest that people watch episode what is it episode five or six what, what I think it's you? five was that's the one about the molestation no that's the one about I had a dream okay mm-hmm. that was really dope because when I first saw it that's the first one episode it came on I don't know why mm-hmm. but um that was the first episode that came on and it just caught my attention. I was hooked. Okay. <laughs> and then I went back and watched one through six. But yeah. I would say watch the I Have a Dream one. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite ones was the cat calling one. Oh, yeah. That was good. So, oh, I wanted her power. <laughs> oh. Watch it. <laughs> and then email us and let us know what y'all think at Absolutely. Black and Behind the Scenes mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Um, yeah, like I said, y'all, it's interesting. There's musical performances in here. There's animation. There's um, yeah, a lot. Yeah, it is a, a lot. lot of juxtaposition going on mm-hmm. in in random acts of flyness. So yeah, check that out. That was the one. The only one thing that I wanted to highlight for spoiler alert because I just found it so interesting and it so is. different from anything else that is out here currently yeah in my um, opinion absolutely i definitely agree like i said it's light years ahead of its time um and people this is not something you can just sit and just blindly watch like you really have to get into it and like pay attention and just really digest all the information and everything that he's giving you yeah a lot of stuff that you can take from it and break down and have conversations and larger conversations and yeah he also touches on artificial um, AI, artificial um, intelligence, um, and the future of that, and what that what that basically is going to look like for us people of for color. Black people. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm telling y'all, watch yeah. Random Acts of Violence <laughs> on HBO. Check it out. All of the episodes are currently up. Yep, streaming. And, yep. Um, streaming now. It, it's still showing. I think we have a couple of more episodes left yeah. in the season. But yeah. Probably four more episodes because it's six, seven. Yeah, maybe four or three more episodes left probably. Yeah. yeah. So Random Acts of Blindness on HBO. Check it out. All right, guys. This next segment, we just want to let you know about some of the great movies that are coming out this fall um, that we're anticipating and we're kind of excited for. There's one in particular that... 
I'm excited for, which is going to be a surprise to Brittany. Um, <laughs> it's okay. kind of funny, but yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually excited for this particular movie to come out. But um, the first one up that's coming out first is The Hate You Give, mm-hmm. which is coming out October 19th this year. Um, it stars Amanda Steinberg, Regina Hall, and Issa Rae, mm-hmm. directed by George Tillman Jr. The screenplay is by Audrey Wells, mm-hmm. and it is based upon the novel by Angie Thompson. Yeah. Um, and it's basically about a young girl who kind of lives in between two different worlds, and then just a tragic event happens where it causes her to just uplift her community and become an activist and kind of um, speak her mind and she's just coming to terms with that and how to do this in a a, a positive way in a sense yeah yeah I was supposed to read that book I actually I started reading the book last year and did not finish it so I'm going to make it a point to mm-hmm. finish the book before the movie comes out okay um, you got about a month yeah, I got yeah. about a month. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough time to get through that book. It's yeah. enough time, and then um, you'll see it. Everyone's excited about it. Oh, I'm super excited. Yeah, yeah it's really, it's really going to be exciting to see this movie and this film to see what what it does, and um, just a great movie to go see with the family. I think. Yeah. Yeah. What else is coming down the pipeline? Um, another movie is coming down the pipeline. Um, it's based off uh, of another book. Um, if Bell Street Could Talk, um, it's coming out November 30th, 2008, starring Regina King, Ed Shirkins, David Fresco, and it is directed by Barry Jenkins. Um, and it's about a woman in Harlem desperately, who, uh, it's about a woman in Harlem who desperately scrambles to prove her fiance's innocent of a crime, um, while carrying their first child. And this is based off the book by James Baldwin. Okay. Yeah. So it's... It's a very deep story, I think, um, from the trailer that I saw. I've, I haven't read the book, but um, it it's really, yeah, it, it's going to go there. I think it's going to be a cheer, cheer uh, a tearjerker for sure. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to, to go see this um, November 30th, and just in time for the holidays. Just yeah. so y'all remember, Barry Jenkins is the director of Moonlight. So yes. The mm-hmm. award-winning director yeah. of Moonlight. Um, so I'm interested to uh, see what he's bringing to this project. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, guys, on a lighter note, <laughs> um, the next um, film coming out is um, Nobody's Fool, which I'm actually excited about. <laughs> I am, too. I think it's going to be funny. It I think funny. it's going to be funny, too. Yeah, I think it's going to be funny. Um, this is starring... Oh, it's going to be out November 2nd, guys. Um, Tinka Shumpert, um, Tiffany Hash, and Amber Riley um, star in the film. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be good. Um, it's basically about a wild child played by Tiffany Haddish. Um, she looks up to her sister, Tinka, um, and helps her get back, that helps her get back on her feet. Um, they're polar opposites, um, but they soon discover that, um, her older sister played by Tinka, life is not what it seems to be. So, Tiffany Haddish basically comes in and tries to, she, I don't know what she does, but it looks like she calls, she raised hell, like basically throughout the whole movie. That's what it seems like to me. But So just in case y'all are wondering why I would be surprised she's interested in this, it's because <laughs> this movie is directed, directed by, written by, starring, um. by our good friend, <laughs> Tyler Perry. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, I've, yeah. <laughs> 
Me and Tyler, yeah, we have a love hate relationship. You know, there's some things. If it said Tyler Perry presents nobody's food, she would not be interested in it. You know, I was. You know, it's so funny because I was so into. I was like, yes, yes, and then at the end, I saw, oh no, (laughs) not him again. But I'm giving it. I'm gonna give it a shot. You know, I'm gonna go watch it. I'm gonna go see it. I'm gonna go support November second. It looks very funny. Um. Yeah, and Tiffany Haddish got me and Amber Riley because they're amazing. And, and Whoopi. Whoopi. And, oh, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. And she plays the mother, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's... And Amari Harwick, our, our sexy... Uh, oh, he's Omar. in it, too. Yes. Nice. Girl. So, I mean, it's got some people in there okay. that's going to elevate mm-hmm. the um, production value of Okay. It. Hopefully. Hopefully. It looks like it shot well. That's for sure. Well, I don't think... I never seen a Tyler Perry film and thought it was shot badly. Now, the writing is something else. Okay. The storyline is something else, but as far as the production value of it... I would say, when I first saw the trailer, I didn't know it was his film. How about that? Because it did not say Tyler Perry presents nobody... It didn't look like it either, okay? It didn't look like it either. Oh, gosh. I'm just just gonna let you know, because normally I could spot that out. Um, Yeah, but no, I couldn't tell this time. Just shocking. So, well, yeah, that about wraps it up for us. Yes, um, so yeah, so that wraps up the show. So guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook and subscribe to our SoundCloud page at Black and Behind the Scenes. And until next time, I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. And we're out.